Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning. Glad to be back with you after the Christmas holidays here on supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream this holiday season as we're wrapping up. You're starting the new year off. Started off right. Started off with Strange Brew Coffee. Still some great after Christmas deals on the website. Check them out there. You can still get that shipped in 2021. Can be a strange year. It can't be any stranger than 2020 was, but strange in a good way. Maybe that's what 2021 will bring you when you get some Strange Brew Coffee delivered to your door. Our good friends at College Corner want you to start the new year in maroon and white. Swing by there today and check out what great deals they've got on Mississippi State merchandise, including, you know, if you're headed to the bowl game, if you haven't left yet, if you're flying out of Jackson, man, College Corner's right there. You can stop by, grab a new polo, grab a new shirt to wear to the bowl game. Uh, this on, I guess it's, uh, what is it? It's tomorrow. That game is tomorrow, Joel. <laughs> Cross your fingers and hope the tests go well. That's true. That's true. Uh, But that said, swing over to College Corner or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Hey, man, there's always a gift-giving occasion coming up. So get ahead of the game with College Corner. It's almost 2021, thank the Lord, and it is going to be time for your business to take off in 2021. That's what Advantage Business Systems wants to do for you. Give them a call today and find out how you can put their experience, almost 50 years of it, for here in the Magnolia State, helping businesses just like yours. How can you put it to work for you? Call them today at 844-833. Take a few days off. 6245. <laughs> Take a few days off and you lose that sharpness. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business, Joel T. Woo! Have a good Christmas. I did. I did. Big one, of course. With oh, you got first three, three children, three kids, and, and your your youngest child is so young that the toys are irrelevant. Yes, yes, she doesn't much care. What is she three months old? Uh she was born September the ninth, so, so uh, about three and a half. But yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, it's a yeah. box. Yeah, she she doesn't much care. I don't play with the wrapping paper. That's... But it is the first time in our household to open up presents and there be like pink stuff. Yeah. So that was different. But, yeah, she didn't care. Her brothers were glad to help open more presents, though. Oh, I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. Yeah, they were. were all about it. Well, good. Hope everybody out there had a great uh, Christmas holiday. Hope you uh, Santa Claus brought everything you were looking for and put it under the tree for you. And now, Joel and I, we are going to give you a late Christmas gift a, and an early New Year's present, another edition of The Rumblings. That is brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. i got to be honest with you, Joel. I could use a steak. Yeah. yeah, Christmas holidays, they take a lot out of you, man. Maybe a little little prime rib, little little ribeye. That might be the way to go uh, this holiday season. Got some new grill toys for, for, for Christmas. I did too, actually. I think I told you that. You told me that. Somebody's so giving you, you the push. It's yeah. time for you to start grilling. It's time for you to head over to Welcome Home my Beef. my big brother, by the way. So. I'll tell you what, you can't. 
You go get a welcome home beefsteak. I mean, even you can't mess that up, Joel. I'm and I'll confident. look cool doing it because it's like got baseball bat handles and stuff on yeah, it. Yeah, so like exactly. Got, got, a, got a home plate cutting board. Exactly. Now we're talking. So head over to Welcome Home Beef. Pick yourself out a steak and ring in the new year. <laughs> I can't beefy new year. I don't. I can't. I don't have a good slogan for this one. It doesn't have the meaty Christmas ring to it. I got to be honest with you. But it's okay. It's okay. We'll work on it, and we're going to keep. Uh, oh, I got it. I got it. Oh, he's got it. Happy Moo Year. Oh, man. <laughs> Joel, you would, yeah. never, you would never know that we were winding down at the end of all this. That's fantastic. Happy Moo Year from Welcome Home Beef, 662-268-8148, or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. This, this, in 2021, one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. Let's get into it. Carter Bentley starts us off here on the Rumblings. Why is the Wendy's in Starkville the busiest Wendy's in the world? It is. I don't know why, but it is. It's not the busiest Zaxby's in the world, though, which is down the corner, down the street. I'm telling you right now, you talk about, you know, we, we have heard so much about small businesses being and businesses in general being affected by this and having, you know, a lot of cutbacks. On the other hand, Zaxby's and Wendy's are rolling in cash. Cookout's not doing so bad They're either. not doing bad either. I, you know, Zaxby's, if for those of you who aren't familiar where the Starkville studio here is in, in, in Starkville, right off of Stark Road. So, you know, to get back home, I got to pass by Zaxby's. And I always have to be in the left lane because the right lane is full of cars trying to get into Zaxby's. Yeah, and Zaxby's has, I believe now they have like two lanes. Haven't yeah. they kind of redone well, it? Well, one lane is drive through only, and then one lane is to go around to pick to up pick curbside. To pick up curbside, so. yeah. And it's just, I mean, they must be making money hand over fist. More chickens have died in 2020 than any year before. And as Wendy's, like Carter says, I mean, you can't... And it's in an awful. I mean, it's, it's so, right so there by the red light. It's so bad. So, if you're in that right lane at the red light and it goes green, you got to get over quick. You're just you're probably sitting there because or, there's it, cars in the left. That or you're turning on to Jackson and yeah. just looping back around. Somebody. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. But yeah, the, the it's 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 not great. It's not great. Good, I mean, look, I, those 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 managers should be making big money, big profits at least. I, and I, and I haven't noticed. I don't go down there as much. Is the McDonald's drive-through line? Is it ever going by Strangebrew? Yeah, because I mean it's closer to campus, so you would think that if you were just in a fast food mood, yeah, McDonald's is first. If you were coming from campus, well, that Chick-fil-A that one would be just is as really busy. First. Chick- well, that's true, but it's it, late night. Chick-fil-A, let's talk efficiency. You know, getting the job done. It's it's crazy. The line, the you can be in the exact same spot in line at Chick-fil-A that you are at Wendy's. I guarantee you'll have your food fifteen minutes quicker. Oh, no doubt. At least. At least. Anyway. Allegheny Boys Tennis Program says, Happy New Year's to the best MSU podcasters in the business. Ooh. Well, you know, we, we hate to brag, but... I think th- there was a poll not long ago. I can't remember who did it, my, but we won, so... We did win. There's that. So, uh, Do you think Jackie Sherrill made a New Year's resolution after the 1990 Peach Bowl win over Clemson to have a more disciplined program? They won despite 21 penalties. That's a probably a record of some sort. i got to say no. Because I watched the 01, 02, 03 teams, and they were completely undisciplined. <laughs> so, no, I don't I don't believe that was the case. I remember when discipline was the Jeans Page code word. See, they, there were three straight years, there was a Jeans Page code word. And I, I hate to, I'm not trying to rip on Gene, but the people on that board, to try to explain why the team was going to be better. In 2001, it was team speed. They had so much team speed. And obviously, that got, that got you three and eight. But what was the problem that year? It was discipline. So in 2002, the word was discipline. 
Still wasn't any discipline in 2002. 2003, brand new coaching staff, right? Except for Jackie. The word that year was chemistry. The chemistry is just so good on this team. Of course, they went 2-10. and 10, So, don't ever believe buzzwords. Is history repeating itself? Because, like, with Leach coming in, the big word was discipline. I'll tell you why I think it's different. They look disciplined out there. <laughs> They're not racking up <laughs> stupid penalties the whole time. And, and most importantly, you know, as you can tell from this uh, – this, this whole situation where they've been playing with hardly any players, they're, everybody's bought in. So there is yeah. discipline and there is chemistry. So, uh, But that said, no, I don't I don't think the answer to your question is yes. <laughs> What's our favorite MSU bowl win? Got to be the Gator Bowl when they beat Michigan, right? That's, that's up there for sure. I mean, you're talking about just completely humiliating one of the, one of the top three Name programs. brands in the country. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was beating Clemson in the. I mean, that was where Clemson was Clemson of now, yeah. obviously. But that 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 ended a great season. Yeah, you know, you got to think. I mean, Jackie didn't win a bowl game. If if you could have capped, could have, should have, would have. If you could have capped off that '98 season by beating Texas, that would have been. That wasn't going to happen. Pretty though. cool, but no, that was not going to beat happen. Ricky Williams no. in Texas. Oh, how way. many yards did he rush? Or two hundred something? Uh, he's still running. Still has not been tackled. <laughs> I, I'm going Gator Bowl 2010. I, I, it's tough to top that one for yeah, sure. That's the way I'm going to go. Uh, let's see here. Ricky Reynolds wants us to pick three words to describe MSU sports in 2020. I'm going to make you give one word to three sports. Ready? Football. Frustrating. Okay. Uh, bat, men's basketball. Oh, this is 2020. I thought he wanted like, okay, okay, never mind. We're going to do this again. Okay. I thought he was talking about like to, for what next year. I, I don't know why I was thinking. Okay. No, I, I had this year on the brain. All right. You're, no, you're right, though. Frustrating for football for okay. me. Okay, so three words. Incomplete. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but, but that's going to be for lots of sports. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's, I don't. I don't want to do the just one sport per word now because I, I. I. Yeah. Frustrating. Um, like baseball, I would go like potential because yeah. you you were really starting to. I mean, you saw what Christian McLeod was becoming, and you had Bedner and I mean Sarantola and. They were starting to click. The bullpen was awesome. Spencer Price was looking like a shutdown dude, better than he's ever looked. Mm-hmm. You'd just beaten, what were they, number? Number two. Number two. Texas Tech, a couple games in a row down. You were rolling. You were starting to roll, and SEC play was cranking up, and you were playing good ball, and then, hey, we're going to have this series with no fans. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, it we're not going to have this series, and then, hey, we're not going to have a season. Right. Um, and, and so I – there was a, so much potential for it to be a special year. Yeah. And pff, basketball. Underachieved. See, I, Men's basketball. You're quick to say that, but I'm not so convinced that that team wasn't about to win a couple in the tournament and go to and, and get in the, and that, get in the but, big dance. But the fact that they had to do that was underachieved. I guess that's fair. Yeah, two guys that are in the NBA right now, Carter and Witherspoon were double-digit scorers. We know that DJ Stewart's a good player. I mean, you had enough on that team. To I, guess, I guess that's fair, but... Had they made it in the tournament, that wouldn't have mattered. Had they done that, you're right. But they didn't. But no one did. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The fact that they were on the bubble SEC tournament weekend, they underachieved. But you could easily make the case that all they had to do was win one more or something. Maybe two more. I don't know if that was the case or not. I will never know. What I'm just saying is, all I can do is look at the evidence I have. That team underachieved. Relative to its talent. No question. I I agree with you. Yeah, the SEC player of the year. Another guy who was picked in the second round of the NBA draft. The SEC Sixth Man of the Year. Two other double-digit scores. I mean, there's no reason not to be 
and, and then they and the, it, they were the fourth place team in the SEC, right? Yeah. But so that, what that tells you is what they lost bad non-conference games. I guess what I'm saying is you have to predict that they underachieved because if they did get those couple of wins, they would have been in the tournament. I get what you're saying, but all I can go on is what I have. You're, you're, what you're saying is a prediction. Mine is the case. You know. Well, you're predicting that they wouldn't have made the tournament, kinda. I'm I'm telling you that <laughs> I say they underachieved because, because they, they shouldn't were, have been in that spot. They to begin should with. not have been where they were when at that point in the season. It's fair. They should have been safely in the NCAA tournament, and they weren't. That's what I would say. Clay Crowder wants to know, when it comes to making the fan bases mad, who got angrier? Ole Miss fans seeing this is our state billboards or Mississippi State fans seeing come to the sip everywhere? See, I don't even know that there's come to the sip everywhere. Where is it? I'm seeing it on Twitter. I mean, are are Ole Miss fans like wearing that stuff or is our billboards up? Where where am I seeing that? Is there one here since there's a Starful High Guy going there? That would be a good place to put one. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's the the billboards. The Ole Miss fans went nuts when they saw those things, so. Uh, Wesley, if Aaron, if Aaron, well, you spell it like Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to think it's Aaron Rodgers. It's, there's no D, guys. It's R-O-G-E-R-S, like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Which, by the way, that needs to become a thing, obviously, if, if he becomes good. Not that he isn't good. You see what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> if Will Rogers wins the starting quarterback job next year, do you see, Ro- I think he's talking about Robertson. Do you see Robertson sticking around and not transferring out? So, just for the record, Wes. Sawyer Robertson's not even on campus yet, and you're worried about him transferring out already. Uh, you know, I think Sawyer Robertson really wants to play for Mike Leach, is what I would say. Yeah, I, I've talked to Sawyer more than anyone in this upcoming, uh, the the most recent signees. That kid's excited to get to, to Starfle and play. Now, I'll say that. He, he's ready to play a senior season of baseball, too. He loves some baseball, but he, he he's ready to get here. No, he, he's not. If Will if Will Rogers is the starter in twenty twenty one, Sawyer Robertson will still be here. He, he's not going anywhere. Now, if we get to twenty twenty three, and Will Rogers is still your starter, then maybe at that point it starts to get a little murky. Mm-hmm. But that's three years down the road. I agree. So, I agree. but but yeah, the next year or two, he ain't, he's going to be here. I assure you. I agree. Uh, let's see here, Brooks White. First off, Brooks, appreciate the questions, but there's some there's some proprietary information in here that I don't think I can give out. And on top of that, we just switched platforms that we we put our podcast on, so I don't really have these stats early anymore. I used to have them. Um, what state outside of Mississippi? I mean, we have state listeners in all 50 states, so he's talking about what state outside of Mississippi gives us the most listeners. The most listeners uh, is I think is Georgia. And there's some bulldogs there. Our furthest listener, we've had listeners, Japan. Uh, the Middle East, Indonesia. Yeah, and, and, a lot of that is military. That's yeah. why you know I like to salute the military before each show because it really has become apparent that there's, which is really cool. It may, it's probably the coolest part of this podcast that there are, there are a lot of military folks that we yeah. kind of bring home. If I to see we had bit. one listener in Japan, that's probably a, a United States military <laughs> personnel right there. How does it feel to have the best and most popular sport ca- sports podcast in Mississippi? I don't ha- have the stats. I'm just assuming. Well, I got to be honest with you. You know, I, like I said, I don't have the stats either. But it feels good. It feels good to know that you're the best to be, the best at what you do every day of your life. You know, when you're out there you're wearing fine clothes, driving fast cars, and hanging out with beautiful women. I don't know what that's like. 
But I'm just saying it sounds cool, and maybe if we had a little more popular podcast, we could do it. <laughs> but as it is, we'll just settle for, for everybody we got. We appreciate all of our, our listeners. We really do. I mean, uh, if it wasn't for you, there be, would be no point be no in us. doing a show. Uh, well, somebody asked us about this later, so I'll save it. Uh, Coach Haley wants to know, what was your Christmas spread, and did it involve sausage balls? Well, mine did. It, it did. Uh, it sure did. At one stop, it did. And, and uh, at my mom's house, it, it included like this, uh, it's kind of like a sausage, I don't know what to, to call it almost, almost like rolled crescent roll on top kind of deal. Uh-huh. And then it's got sausage crumble and some cream cheese. And right, some, We call those breakfast squares. Okay. Well, there we go. That's what it was. Okay. And, and those yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, that's a great. And then at my wife's mom, we had sausage balls. So you can't go wrong either way. No, no, you cannot. Sausage balls are one of my favorite part of the, the, the holiday uh, season. Uh, baby back ribs or St. Louis ribs? Uh, I may be an idiot here. What's the St. Louis rib? It's uh, the spare ribs. A little, little bigger, a little, little bigger. Uh, I'd little probably say, I, I'm. Baby back's a little tender, more tender. I'd probably go baby back. I'm a spare rib kind of guy. Really? Yeah. Rib tips or burnt ends? Burnt ends. Burnt ends are some of the best things on God's green earth. Yeah, I will say, in reference to those, I think I've admitted this on the show before, I don't hate them, but given options, I'm not ordering ribs. Like, ribs, yeah, yeah. I'm not a ribs guy. I love ribs. So I always get a combo, and I'm always going to get ribs in my combo. Yeah. So, uh, what would your death row last meal be? So they're going to put Joel, first off, I want to know what you did. Who, who did you kill? Uh, the umpire who called the infield fly. I, I was going to say, like, the Braves lose game seven on just a brutal call or something, and I just, you just snapped. You just snapped. Okay. Uh, that's just the straw that breaks the camel's back. Angel I Hernandez. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be honest with you. I don't know that any jury would convict you <laughs> on that one, to be totally honest. Chipper Jones would pay my bail. I mean, yeah, you'd have great <laughs> defense, man. Uh, <laughs> the MLBPA is going to pay for Joel <laughs> Coleman's defense. Uh, what would be my death row? You strike me as you want to home cook, like, fried chicken and... I mean, I, the thing is, if it's my death row meal, I'm getting a lot of that kind of stuff, though. Well, yeah. Like, I'm going I'm to have a large pizza thrown in there somewhere. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. If, you know, it, you wouldn't be able to eat it. I wouldn't be able to eat it. I wouldn't care what it was. Oh, I'm going to... You're I'm about gonna, to die? I'm going to eat every bit of it. I'm, you you would gonna, be able to... You're, no, no. You, you you're know gonna, you're dying. You would be able to eat? Surely at that point I've made peace with it, right? At that point... Maybe. Because you, you, you know, it's not like they just told you the day of. You've had weeks and months to know, hey... On this day, you're, you're, that's true. But now you're knocking at the door of it. I'm going to try to stay alive as long as I can. So I'm, they can't kill me until I eat the food. I mean, I guess I'm like, they, just keep bringing it in. They're going to kill you, so they could eventually say, "All right, it's time to stop eating." I don't know. I don't know how that works. I, I would. There's no way in the world that you'd be able to enjoy it. The, oh, probably not. But I mean, I, at the same time, when you think like this is the last pleasant thing that's ever going to happen to me. That was my foot. Okay, I was like, I keep hearing this tapping. <laughs> I'm trying to put myself in the moment. Like, it's kind of hard that point, to do. It is, it is. But if you know, if you know, and you've you've had time to think about it, and you've made your peace, and and you know, you've made yourself as right with the Lord as you can in that situation, I guess. And you're like, this is the last good thing that's ever going to happen. You know something you don't want? Something with jalapenos? Something spicy? Because your, your stomach's already bubbling. I want to sleep well, yeah. If I can get one last good night's sleep. Yeah, I, 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 I want a steak. Would you sleep? I mean, you're about to die. Why would you sleep? I would be, I would tell him, like, look, I want to eat and then go straight in. I would want lots of coffee so I could stay awake all night because I could at least... Oh, I want at least five glass bottle Cokes. At least five. 
ice cold. I want I want frost on the on the glass. It's good, you know. It's, it's an interesting question. Uh, let's see here. Here's where Ted DiBiase tweeted at me. That was the highlight of my day. Junior or money Senior, million, dollar million dollar man. Really? So I got in on that whole, you know, what's the most mundane thing you've ever done with a famous person? Yeah. And I said I was once stood in line in front of Ted DiBiase at the movies. And somebody I know mentioned him, and I, th- I think they actually live near each other down yeah. in Clinton. And uh, he's like, yeah, why didn't you say hello to him? And then Ted, the million-dollar man, comes back and like, yeah, man, why didn't you turn around and say hello? It wouldn't have cost you much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is outstanding. He, he answered me in character. <laughs> I couldn't have been happier. It's still real to me, dang it. The million-dollar man. That's that, that, that made my day, to be totally honest. It wouldn't have cost you much. <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear him saying it. Yeah, I, I, somebody asked, somebody tweeted, like, did you get Virgil to pick out the best popcorn there? That <laughs> I don't want any of these other people to have popcorn. And start throwing $100 bills at them. <laughs> All right, uh, so that gets us, uh, oh, here we are, where are we here? Okay, here we go. Uh, the Walking Bully wants to know the best brunch spot in Starkville. Are you a brunch guy? I am not. Uh, Not typically, I'm not. Okay. Um, I do know from other people telling me, the restaurant Tyler's Brunch is very good. And that the Grills brunch is very good. Those are the only two. That, I, I have been told Two Brothers brunch is very good, but I don't know if they're open or not right now, as we found out the hard way yeah. <laughs> last week. It all worked out. It all worked out for us, yeah. We'll be back to Two Brothers, by the way. It's very soon, very soon. By yeah. the way, your uh, wrestling question sparked my, my memory. Uh, Jay Henry, shout out to you. I remembered. Okay. Uh, he's had a question. I actually took a screenshot of it so I'd remember to ask, and then I well, forgot. I'm not seeing that. And then you uh, read the wrestling question, so it made me think of it. Uh-huh. And so here is your question, Jay. Um, he said, and I know the answer to this, but I will let you answer it since it's your equipment. Uh, I've been asking how long it will be until we hear wrestling songs again at the end of every show. Oh, that's probably not going to happen again. Uh, because So I've burned through, two, I've had two laptops just collapse on me this year. And thankfully, they're under warranty. Not you know, the company paid for them. But the only website that I use that's like even sort of sketchy is this website where I was downloading music from YouTube, and that's where I was getting all those wrestling themes. And so when they these laptops have gone out, I mean, my hard drive is wiped, so I don't have the music anymore. And so I, I'm I'm not going to go back and get it anymore because that's the only website I've had problems with. Yeah. So because so no more viruses, viruses, and viruses. Such, I guess. Yeah. The, the the theme of 2020. They've right. killed your computer. They are hurting the world. Enough. Enough of that. Yeah. Another one from The Walking Bully. When you arrive or leave home, do you tell your indoor pets hello and goodbye, or are you a psychopath? I mean, I don't have indoor pets. Okay, I do. I, 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 I say hello to I my I used cat. to, but I, I would speak I say to hello them. to the cats and goodbye to the cats. when I, Now, I don't seek the cats out to say goodbye. Now, when I, when I come in the house, they come to the door. Yeah. So I say hello. But if I if they're not near me, I'm not going to find them and be like, "Hey, goodbye, Seamus. Goodbye, Baloo." Uh, I but if I if they're there, I'll be like, "All right, guys, see you later." Yeah, yeah. And, and see, I only have a all we have now is my lab who is outside. Actually, he's like a mutt pound dog that I've had for twelve years and got more a lot more in just lab. But anyway, when I pull up tonight after recording this show, he's going to walk up to the door. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I speak to him. He he greets me at the door of my truck every time I pull up. Good boy. I agree. Um, Andy Atkinson, here's the question. If, when you become a head coach, how do you want reporters to address you? This was the story <laughs> oh, of the day. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. Let's talk about, let's talk about this big picture before we get into this question. This is one of the dumbest 
hills to die on ever. Absolutely. All right. And I know it's been a, a, an issue of contention on, on some MSU message boards that you know some of the people in the beat call Mike Leach Mike. I probably like ninety percent of the time call him Mike. I say Coach, but that is my choice. I've called him Coach, and, and you I'm, call him Mike. That is your choice. I, Either is is acceptable to me. All right, he is a coach. Now I agree. I know that he's not my coach, and maybe that doesn't earn me some respect with some big J's. I don't really care. I just call him Coach. It's just easier. You want to call him Mike? Call him Mike. His name is Mike. His mama named him Mike. I'm gonna call him Mike. But the, the idea that it's disrespectful to call somebody by their name that is your peer. I mean, these people, they don't work for... You know, I say the same thing. If they want me to lock into calling these guys coach, they can put me on the payroll. I'll be happy to call Mike Leach coach every time. You know, I think I've said Mike a few times. So just, it just That's you know, his name. It's his name, people. And, and here's the deal. Like, There's no disrespect. When you call that. somebody doctor so-and-so, it's usually a degree that they've earned kind of thing. Yeah. I, I'm not saying this from any point of pride or anything. I dare say a lot of the coaches I cover, I'm high, more highly educated than they are. I've got a master's degree. Yeah. And some of them do, too. I mean, they've been it's, GAs it's, it's and stuff. It's just got nothing but, to do with that, though. It's just... Well, I'm just... Yeah. like it's co- not, it's Coach not, is not a anything other than that's that's their job. They don't call me Reporter Joel. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that. Reporter Joel Coleman over here. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, dumb. That said, I would like reporters to address me uh, as uh, his royal majesty or something. <laughs> your, your grace... <laughs> <laughs> and bend the knee, peasants. <laughs> King Haydad. Yeah. No. Uh, just call me Brian, man. But I, I have no problem. I mean, if you want to call any coach, not Leach, say, say, if you want to call him coach, call him coach. If you want to call him first name, call him first. I, I mean, that's not a big thing to me. Like you said, there's some big J's out there that, no, you don't call him coach, you call him by their name. And there's some other people, there's some fans that say, no, you call him coach because he is the coach. And yeah. I'm just, call by him the what way. you want to call him. Un- unless he specifically says, you know, unless. If he designates, you know, I want you to call me by my name or something. Yeah. I have no qualms. I've never seen a coach tell me. us. I haven't either. Hey, call me this. I, not know? once. Not once. I've never had a coach that I have called by their name, whether it's say, "What did you call me?" Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just it's foolishness. And I don't th- I don't think any of them care. No, what well, is their name? Yeah, you know, even like who's the most high profile coach I've ever asked a question? It's probably John Calipari. Because uh, I've never asked Saban a question. And I mean, I think I said coach, but if I, people at those press conferences call him John and he just answers their questions. This is just dumb. This was, this was a guy trying to pick up, by the way, if you want to see something funny, read the comments of his, his rant on Twitter versus the comments on the Facebook. It's really funny. All the Twitter people are like the journalist stuff like, like this guy's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll be on Facebook. is like, I agree with you. It's disrespectful not to refer to them as coach. I'm like, what? Yeah. And now that said, the girl today who said, hey, Saban, I, apparently she was a young girl that's like covering this is like her first big assignment. Probably some nerves got the better of her. Cut her some slack. Yeah. He cut her some slack, but at the same time, I wouldn't say, so Leach, I wouldn't say that. Right? That, that, that is disrespectful. But my get, from what I can gather in this situation, this was just a, a, a young reporter who made it, who just got, her nerves got the better of her. Yeah. So I don't have a problem. And I mean, even some... Even some folks have been doing this for years. You can have some gaffes. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I don't know if Ben, if you're listening anymore, but Ben, wait. I was sitting <laughs> there talking to Dan, here, and, and it got to be his turn, and, and he couldn't remember his question. That yeah. he, <laughs> he's like, I'm freaking oh, out man, over I've, here, man. I've had that happen uh, so many times where I'm just, like, I try to give myself a keyword <laughs> to keep thinking about, like, you know, rushing, rushing, rushing. 
and sometimes somebody will say something, and I'll just it'll it'll just escape my head. Yeah, and you'll get like, to listen to somebody else's. Oh question. no! Oh no! I'm next! Oh no! And then it finally it comes back to me. Th- usually, like what was I thinking about? What was I thinking about? But I mean, the perfect example of how coach is just their job. Cohen, for example, Coach yeah. Cohen yeah. is no longer Coach Cohen. He's just John. He's John. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and, it and is, honestly, for me. I called him coach whenever I talked to him when he was the coach. Now I call him John. I don't call him athletic director. <laughs> athletic director Cohen. Yeah. Uh, I guess he, he probably would He's like care. director Krennic from Rogue <laughs> One. I, mean, I don't know what's going on there. But right. I, I, I don't think any of them really care. No, they don't. Tyler Covington wants to know, I know the schools, coaches, and players probably don't like it, but as a fan, I loved having the season pushed back with all the open weeks and having the regular college football season, having regular season college football the weekend before Christmas. Odds of the future schedule changes. Got to remember this that the original schedule was to be done by the 5th. So the reason that happened was because of COVID cancellations. So what I would say is this. It seems unlikely that they would want to continue college football because it does mess with bowl games. You lose preparation. You look at Mississippi State. They're only getting four practices in. You know, you say that, but the season has backed into December. So they've had practices in December that they wouldn't have normally had. I, I get what, but those, those, no, that's not true. Under a regular, pra- regular season, they would have had that same amount of practice. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe so. You you get extra practices, like twenty of them, right? For bowl games, fifteen. Fifteen extra practices. You're only getting four. You're, you're you're it's a net loss of eleven. Now I guess maybe part of that is you know they had some extra bye weeks. That's what there. I was going to say. Okay, so like, you might be right. Maybe it's you about might be the right. same. I don't know. But hadn't done the math on that. What I would say is this: I think the idea of moving the season back to start like mid September, the second or second to last of the last weekend, that's a great idea. It's not so hot anymore. And I don't know how you make it work, but that's it. I don't think they're going to want to try to keep because now you're talking about like schools out, and it's it's just a it's just a mess. You know, ESPN buying out those the CBS deal mm-hmm. where like everything now will be under ESPN yeah. in a couple of years. Uh, that's really, I bet, going to help not have those blistering kickoff times. You would think because you can you can maneuver that however you want to since it's all on one network now. You would think, but we'll see. All right, uh, Judd Junk- Jud Junkins, Judd, I'm going to get it right eventually, Judd Judkins, I was putting an N in there that did not exist. Uh, in your opinion, who were the biggest Heisman snubs? So who's going in there? It's Trask, Jones, Smith, and Lawrence, right? Those are the four that Those are headed are the there. finalists. Yeah. Uh, so who, who, who should have made it that didn't? Is there anybody that stands out? Najee Harris. I mean, you can't have three from one. You can't, but I'm just I'm, I'm just naming names that. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Pitts could have made it over uh, Trask, in my opinion. Um, I'm trying to think. Pitts was, missed a couple games, though, didn't he? He did. Was that, there a that, that defensive was, player that stood out this year? There really wasn't. The kid from Tulsa, the one that Nagurski had a big year. Had a big I mean, year, but, but I, mean, I mean, he shouldn't have been a Heisman a guy. A G five linebackers night. No, I, I'm just trying to think of guys that. I'm trying to think like. I mean, it feels like those were the guys. Yeah. I mean, Lawrence, another Alabama guy here, but Sertain. Lawrence started the year as the favorite with Fields. Fields obviously dropped off because they didn't play enough games, and, and he wasn't that great this year, to be honest. Um, Trask is the guy who sort of came out of nowhere. Jones, you know, Alabama quarterback is somebody you can just sort of pencil in. It doesn't really matter what the name is. If, thought, you're, if you're the quarterback of a team that's going undefeated, you're, you're going to be, be in, in the there. Discussion. And then Devontae Smith, just he sort of earned his way in. But at the same time, he would have been a good dark. That's a guy that might, there might. I don't know if there's anybody out there that did that. Sort of like with the, the kid who picked Burrow last year, but that could have been somebody who was like early in the season. You were like, you could probably get like 150, 200 to one. Might be holding on to a big money ticket. I don't know. 
does De- Devontae Smith become what Devontae Smith came this year if Jalen Waddle doesn't get hurt? I don't think so because they would have found more times for him. I saw an interesting comment about Alabama quarterbacks, and this affects you, obviously. But they said that one of the reasons they sometimes struggle with it at the next level is they're not used to throwing into coverage. Their guys are always yeah. wide-ass open. So yeah, I mean, a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Payne Sleeper wants us to name the top three impact freshmen for 2021. So I think Teddy Knox he stands out. is going to stand out. That's, I feel like he's the guy who has the best chance from day one. <sighs> I mean, it's, it's I mean, probably, I mean, it's so probably three receivers, yeah, right? Yeah, I was going like, so to say Jacoby Moore. And then either uh, Antonio Harmon. I don't think Redarius Thomas is the guy. Who am I missing? There's another receiver. They Simeon Price was a receiver, but they, they, they're playing him at running back. He, he, he won't make much of an impact at all, I would imagine. Who's the receiver that I'm missing? Knox. They signed five, Harmon. right? Harmon, Moore, Thomas. They only signed four? I mean, five if you count Price. But Okay, yeah. So there. T- Teddy unless, I'm, unless I'm having a yeah, and then, moment here, and I'm forgetting too. I mean, I don't think any of the offensive linemen. And then defensively... Is there a freshman that's just going to come right out in day one? I don't. I don't think so. It's the receivers. Yeah, it is the receivers. Yeah. I, I can't. Do uh, you think any of those O linemen are going to come out and? No. I mean, could could Albert, Albert Reese or, or somebody? Or Albert Reese. I mean, Reese has the has the body. Yeah, but he's a left tackle. Just, just Charles Cross, man, he's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, but Mason Miller's so big on. Doesn't really matter, like yeah, positionless I mean, lineman kind of thing. I mean, I get that, but I don't see them making a bigger impact than the receivers. The receivers are the answer. Yeah. Uh, rank these cuts of steak: ribeye, fillet, T-bone, strip, flank. I mean, for me, fillet's at the top. See, for me, strip is at the top. I'm a strip, New York strip guy. Yeah, strip's number two for me. Then ribeye. Uh, yeah. Then T-bone. Yeah. And then flank. Flank. Yeah. I would go. I would go a little different than you. I go rib. I go New York strip ribeye. T-bone, filet, flank. I'm not a big filet guy. I love filet. Love a good filet. I know you do. Uh, are there any recent developments on Radar Jones? That situation seems very low-key. I've been reading the same stuff you are, but he's not in the transfer portal yet. So it would be very interesting to get him because of the way he was recruited. There were certain people who were sure he was going to Ole Miss, and then he didn't, and then he told me they're going to miss him a second time. That would be sort of uh, funny would probably be the correct answer. <laughs> Uh, T-Rob, what's the coldest you've ever been at a sporting event? Mine was the 2000 Independence Bowl. Our blanket actually froze to the concrete during the game, and my wife left me to huddle in the women's bathroom the entire second half. Uh, It will be one of two games. Both were against Arkansas. One was the 2015 game, the the DAC game, uh, the the back and forth. It was so cold in Fayetteville that day. Yeah. And – Granted, for much of the day, I was in the press box, but heat wasn't working, so it was freezing, and then we went down to the field and really froze. Yeah. Uh, but the winner here is, I think it was the 2000 Arkansas nah, game I was gonna go with that as where, well. where the, the sleet and everything. wasn't cold at the start of the game. It was... I was wearing just like a long sleeve shirt. I remember that very clearly. And then by halftime, it was frigid. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's, that is the clear... When, I was only 15 years old at the time, but... It's still, when I think back to that day, I think of just misery yeah. by the end. There's another one that's sort of a, a dark horse. I went to Tuscaloosa in 1995, freezing cold. We took some, we took a grill and some steaks over there, and uh, luckily, I'm, I say luckily, we forgot the grate for the grill. We just didn't yeah. pack it. I don't know how you do that, but the steaks froze in the car. 
on the drive over, and, the, and they had them in the trunk, and they they froze. It was so cold. It was it was in the teens out there. It was unbelievable. Honorable mention the 07 Liberty Bowl. 07 Liberty Bowl was really really cold as well. I was not at the uh, 91 Liberty Bowl. So many people have told me that's the yeah, one. Yeah, I wasn't there. either. Uh, Logan Lowry. Oh. What wrestler's death has impacted you the most? There's no doubt for me who he it is. He says, for him, it was the American dream. Oh, if you will. If you will. For me, I mean, it's just slam dunk. Benoit. That, that's one that, because and of it, the nature of it. The, and here's the Benoit was legit one of my favorites. Yeah. And, I mean, the WrestleMania with... Eddie Guerrero is another one because I, WCW, when it got hot, was when I really, really, really fell in love with wrestling. And, of course, that was Eddie Guerrero and Benoit and those guys on the way up. Um, and so I, I was kind of, I guess, attached, for lack of a better word, with those guys. So Eddie's kind of hit me pretty hard. and But Benoit, I mean, I think back to the WrestleMania, I guess it was 20, with him yeah. and Benoit hugging yeah. to end that thing. And, like, so many of my favorite matches involve. Benoit, and then with the circumstances of it, I can't enjoy any of Benoit's matches anymore. No, you can't watch them. I mean, and they're hard to watch too. You can't really find them. You know, like if you watch a pay per view, and the, you know, well, the, I mean, you, you, the network still has those matches there, but you got to remember, like the network, like they give you the little dot, like this is where that match begins. They don't do that for Benoit's matches. You yeah. sort of got to find them. So, but yeah, it's so often uh, I think. I mean, I can remember. Because I was watching the pay per view that night, yeah, and it he just wasn't there, and I yeah. can't. I think it was like MVP and John Morrison ended up fighting, yeah. like filling in or something. But yeah, and then the next night they do, of course, the big let's honor Benoit thing, and, and then, then you like find out he's hours later he's what happened. Yeah, it starts trickling out what happened. Did you watch the dark side on. on yeah, this? I yeah. did. It's, it's yeah, it's tough. It's tough, man. And um, then especially now as a dad, I cannot. Yeah, it's awful. You just cannot fathom. On a less terrible note. Uh, the probably answer for me is also Dusty Rhodes, but that said, when Ric Flair goes, that's going to be a hard day. We'll worry about that when we get. Worry about that when we get there. there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of when those days come, mm-hmm. it's really going to be tough. Hopefully, those days are mm-hmm. on down the line. Stephen Norris says, "I took your gift suggestion for my wife last week. I don't remember what we suggested. He was the guy who said his wife said we said something personalized or something. Yeah, yeah. We? Oh, the birthstone, the the bracelet with the birthstone. Is that what it was?" Because his wife's pregnant, and she said, "Don't get me anything," and we said, "No, no, you, yeah, better, you better get, better something. get something." We said, "Get her a, the birthstone bracelet, I think, or a birthstone necklace, or something." It was something personalized, I something like remember. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Glad said, it, whatever we said, we're glad it worked. She loved it. Y'all are so dang smart, and I can't thank you enough, man. Is my wife listening? Yeah, can we print the tweet and hang it on the wall? Yeah, here? I mean, I need I'm printing in my house. I'll have to holler at you when her birthday comes around. Have there been any whispers on turnover among the football coaching staff headed to the offseason? None. Not that I have heard. They're not that um, said that there won't be, but here's where not going over there and, and doing everything on Zoom and yeah. I mean not that we still We're not just getting get that little off the record talk. Yeah, you know? it's not so there's not as much just chitter chatter like we used to have and, yeah. and get. Now, I mean there's still some of that on phone and stuff and you hear things and but it didn't like it was. No, no question. At the moment. Hopefully uh, it gets back. Yeah. Traquan Key, if you were given a fully paid trip to Vegas for a week, but you had to take two SEC coaches, current, along with you, head football coaches, who do you pick? I mean, don't you just stay in state? I was going to say, you'd be hard to get anybody other than the two here. In the- I mean, I'm definitely taking Kiffin. That's for sure happening. And then, I mean, outside of Leach, who, the only one I can think that might be fun to party with, and maybe I'm wrong, is Sam Pittman. 
I could see him just being like a terror. You know? I just don't want to go with Orgeron. Look, this is this is maybe a hot take. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really do think if you could get him there, somebody that would be low key funny because he just has no give a crap mm-hmm. is Dan Mullen. Yeah, but I mean, because I could just see him being the guy. Just he could, he could probably break a lot of balls, crap, but I, I uh, still know. Yeah, Jimbo. That, that's, Jimbo, that's what I was looking Jimbo's for. Jimbo's recently divorced. He might be a good take on this too. <laughs> so he might just be willing to just like lay it all out there on the line. I'm definitely taking Kiffin, though. That's a lock, for sure. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, after seeing the playoff selection committee completely exclude the group of five, what solution would you like to see? The playoff expanded to eight teams or the group of five splitting from the Power Five and creating their own playoff? I definitely don't want that. I want eighteen. I want an 18 playoff, and I want all the Power Five conference champs in. See, here's my issue with that. What if you have like an eight and three Pac-12 champion or nine and three? They got three losses, but then but you've got I don't care because you're about to have a six and something six and ten NFC East team in the NFL playoff. Uh, that's different though. And I don't think in, it is. Opinion, if you win the division, if you win your conference, you're in the playoff. I just I just I just don't agree with that. I just don't. I, I, because I just don't. I would rather see. I don't know how you come up with the, the most deserving teams, but I mean, if you got a nine and three Pac-12 team, and then you've got an undefeated SEC champion. And let's say, like, next year, you've got Alabama, they go 12-0. and Georgia loses to them in the conference championship game. Okay, put Georgia in. you Georgia, got eight teams. That's fine. And then we have the same situation as this year with Texas A&M. I mean, they, they've talked before about, like, putting three SEC teams in a four-team playoff. Why I, I couldn't, just, you couldn't put three in an eight-team playoff? But you because now you've got five spots locked up. You've got six spots locked up. Five conferences and a group of five representative, right? And so... I mean, you could get those two teams, but what you know? What if the Notre Dame is also twelve and one? Okay. Well, let me ask you this question: Where are you more likely to make sure that you have the country's best teams in in a four team or in an eight team? In an eight team, exactly. So why don't you just do eight? I, mean, I and get what whoever you're saying, wins wins. I just I, the idea of having you know nine and three, or you know, or what if there's an upset in the conference championship game? You know, the Big Twelve is Oklahoma's undefeated and Iowa State's eight, ha- happens nine in basketball all the time. I mean, I get that, but I just it feels different to me. It's the upsets happen in sports. I mean, I agree. I agree with you, and it'd be fun to watch, I guess. But and then you get you have the chance for your Cinderella, whoever it is, to sneak their way into the football playoff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, usually in football, the best team wins. Usually, usually. But I mean, you you give teams like a you know an undefeated Central Florida or whatever. All right, big boy, here's your shot. Mm-hmm. Like you give them that chance, yeah. and I I don't have any problem with that. I mean, you got eight teams, so if like a Central Florida's in there, and then you got seven others, well, you've got the best team in the country in that grouping somewhere. Yeah. So let's let them play yeah. it out and see. All right. Last one from Traquan. Dan Mullen has been in the news for some odd things. Has he <laughs> yes, always yeah. been like this, or and we ignored it because he was our coach, or has the Florida job changed him? I think it's a mix of both. And and I think a little bit of it is he's at a more nas- nationally yeah. relevant. Like when stop. he was saying stuff like Kentucky is one of our rivals. Like who nobody outside of Mississippi State care. We we all thought that was funny. Like what is he talking about? But but then he says stuff and you're at Florida and it, it just gets more eyes on it for sure. Yeah. But he is saying some things like before where I'm like what are you what are you doing? You know, like the thing where he's like I want to have the, the the swamp full this weekend like what? And then the football move thing. So, I don't know. Dan has always let his mouth run before his brain thought. Mm-hmm. 
it's just kind of like you said. I he, I don't know. He he has done it seemingly a little more lately. Yeah, I agree. Keep us right. Except for Alabama, A and M, and Georgia, is MSU going to be the only team in the SEC to play their bowl game? Well, let's let's cross our fingers. COVID testing is happening. Maybe as you're speaking, find out if I mean if the team leaves, they're playing. If not, well, there you go. I think Florida's going to play, even though they are decimated. They're going to get killed by top four receivers out. Right, they're all out, and they've lost a couple other defensive players have opted out too. So, speaking of Dan, though, he had that cowboy hat on today. Did you see that? Ah, I didn't see that. I bet it looked good on. Ah, get up. <laughs> uh, the American Dream. With the passing of Mr. Brody Lee, God Ooh. rest his soul, Man. what would you do with Dark Order now after an appropriate amount of time, Daddy? My fantasy booking would be to lean into how hot they are right now and do a double turn, if you will, with the Dark Order. I guess the Dark Order. There's no R for Dusty. The Dark Order joining Hangman Adam Page, you see, to fight Kenny and Impact players, the 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 Big LG, as that Luke Gallows and and, and uh, Carl Anderson, if you will. You got to okay. turn them face. Yeah, that's going to be difficult. You, I don't know if it is because you've had the the hangman thing. You had that, lately. but like you have Evil a, you, Uno and Stu Grayson are going to be tough. You're going to have to sort of keep them off camera for a while. Well, you could kick a couple of guys out that like they somehow dishonored some, his memory or something. something like that. I mean, you could figure out a way yeah, to I, maybe I have a split in the group. Somehow. I don't know how you do it. It's going to be difficult, Daddy. Uh, Will Donald. In terms of this, is, so we got this question a few weeks ago. In terms of uh, something, is it better going into next year if State loses this bowl game 45-42 or wins 14-10? to The win is better. Yeah. You need the win. Yeah, because let's not forget this is a top 25 team you're playing. So if you win 14-10, that's yeah. still okay. To, I, to, I mean, State's an underdog here by the odds. I guess they still are. I haven't checked the odds the last few days, but mm-hmm. they were a two-and-a-half-point dog. So you just get the win. Yeah, I agree. Russ Huddleston, at my house on New Year's Day, we always have country ham, black-eyed peas, cabbage, and cornbread. Do you guys have any traditional New Year's Day grub? I don't, personally. No. Um, my, my mom always did pork chops with black-eyed peas and cabbage, but I, I don't eat black-eyed peas or cabbage. So, um, Isn't it... And certainly not cornbread. Uh, uh, isn't it black-eyed peas and hog jaw? Or jaw and jaw? Well, you could, black, you yeah, yeah. Um, black-eyed peas bring you luck, cabbage brings yeah. you money. So anyway, so uh, is it okay to go into a gas station or the quick stop in pajama bottoms and slippers? My wife frowns at me when I do this. Is your wife listening? Because I'm going to tell you that she's right. <laughs> That's not acceptable. Now I ha- pajama bottoms isn't that bad, but slippers is a problem. Yeah. That's like, right. You you just said exactly where I was going. If I'm going to get, I up, have no problem with your pants. Yeah. But if you're wearing like house shoes into the no no like if I if like if I'm sitting there in my pajama pants. And I'm like, I need to go to the to the gas station. I'll put a pair of socks on, a pair of tennis shoes. Yeah, and then I'm going go there. Slippers is not acceptable. Russ. You know, I don't even guess that. No, I don't, I don't have any, own slippers. First, I, and I don't have anything against it, but like, I don't even think I own pajama pants right now. I just wear like athletic pants. I wear gym I, shorts almost. I, I wear the gym shorts, or I have like yeah. you know long. I have one pair pants. of pajama pants, and that's just like. That's when all my gym shorts are, are dirty. I yeah, I, I have like some Ninja Turtle pajama pants that. <laughs> they're just sitting in the drawer. I, don't, yeah. I can't remember the last time I wore them. You need them. to wear them. Yeah. Matthew Anthony, which is a happy New Year's. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate that. What's your New Year's resolution for MSU football? <sighs> New Year's resolution for MSU football. Find a defensive back somewhere. That's a good start, yeah. I mean, they, they've got to add somebody. Yeah. Here. I, I don't know who. Mine's it. sort of a, a more big picture. I was like, run the ball a little more. Got to run the ball a little bit more. What you did against Missouri. 
is fine. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that gets. But yours is correct. They got to find somebody to play play in the secondary. That uh, said, you have you got to feel really darn good about your two starting corners next year. Yeah, with with, with uh, Forbes and, and Emerson. Oh yeah, you feel good about the next couple of years, you would think. Uh, but yeah, you you really need. And, and look, I, I get the Perkins thing's been weird, but you had a guy there that a lot of Power Five schools want. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I can only speak for the the couple times now that I've spoken to Jadarius Perkins. He actually seemed like a really good dude to me. He seemed like his head was good on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. What what has happened over the course of the last week and on Christmas Day, I can't attest to what the heck that was. But from a talent standpoint, that's a guy State sure could have used. Yeah. And I, I guess the door still ain't completely shut on no, that. No, it's but. not. It's not. Uh, another one from Matthew. What team is the greatest college football team of all time? The 01 Canes, last year's LSU team, or another team? I want to say last year's LSU, but that may just be recency bias. That team was really, really good. And by the time it's over, they're going to have a ton of draft picks. You know, you look at the 01 roster for the Canes, I think they had like 30 guys. Yeah. 30 out of 85 that, that were, I mean, like, I think like 15 of them were first rounders. So. But LSU right now already has Burrow. Uh, they have um, who, who else was picked in the first round? Uh, Edward Solaire was a first round pick last year. Justin Jefferson was a first round pick last year. They had at least one defensive guy that was in the first round last year. Um, this year, Jamar Chase will be. Terrace Marshall has a good chance to be. Delpit. Delpit. He was. He's back. So he came back, didn't he? Or did he go? Gosh, I can't. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Stingley will be when his time comes. I mean, so yeah, but I, so right now I'd say oh one. But give me another two years. Let me see how many of those LSU guys get drafted. Yeah. What's the longest home run you've ever seen at Diddy Noble? Last question from Matthew. Matthew, the, the one that Rooker hit against Kentucky, probably that. Mm. I don't know how far that went because that was that may have been before they told us how far they went. I, yeah. I can't remember, but but that was a bomb. Yeah, that's a good choice. Um, Josh Hatcher hit one two seasons ago. I forget who the it was. The one to dead like almost yeah, dead center. Like almost over the batter's eye. Yeah, that was a shot, but to me I think I think Rooker's just from a visual standpoint. Was that against Kentucky like, or was that the one against Arizona where he put it up like oh, Rooker hit a bunch of bombs. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. I'm missing yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. South Carolina well, guy hit one last year. Do you remember that? Or two years ago. Yeah. He hit one, I was just like, that might be the longest I've ever seen. My my guess is though, and I would about bet. I'd bet a lot of money on it. I don't know which one, but I would guess that Brent Rooker hit the longest home run I've Probably ever seen so. at Duty Noble at some at one one of the many that he hit. Alan Kimbrough. Mike Leach had two 11-win seasons, one at Texas Tech, one at Washington State. Do you think an 11-win season is possible here at State under Leach? So basically, as as things sit right now in the SEC, what you're saying is, can they beat everybody but Alabama? Probably not going to beat Alabama. I mean, is that possible? Yeah. It's not probable. It's very unlikely. You're going to have to, I mean, so it's going to have to be in what, uh, what is this year? This is, it's going to have to be in an odd number year where you have LSU, Alabama, Ole Miss, Kentucky at home. Because you want to get LSU at here. You don't want to have to go to Tiger State. I mean, look, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> this sounds so homerish. I'm definitely not calling this, folks. But with where the SEC is right now, where the SEC West is right now as a group. Next year is one of those type years where everybody is semi-sorted down except Bama. Yeah. Because, I mean, 
look, and I say down. I mean, A and M is at its highest point in a long time right They're now. They're losing a lot of guys. But you just left twenty. You only lost twenty eight fourteen this year. Yeah. To A and M. Yeah. It is on the road you're, you're on the road next yeah. year, but you do get LSU here next year. Guess what? You just beat LSU mm-hmm. on the road there last year, or this past season. Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss is at home. You could easily. I'm not saying you are going to win the Egg Bowl, but you you could. Yeah. And look, every game is kind of like that. I'm That's their Super Bowl, though. So I don't know. <laughs> You get what I'm saying, though? Like, there's no SEC West team that you look at that State plays next year. Or East, because they only play, what, Kentucky and Vandy. Yeah, that's that that's, that's helps you a lot next year. Th- there you is, get Kentucky here and you go to Vandy, there that's is, as good as it gets. There is no game on Mississippi State's 2021 schedule other than Alabama that you look at and don't think, ah, everything goes exactly right, you can win that day. Basically what you're saying is this. If, they pl- if the offense can play the way it played against Missouri, they have a chance in every game next year. Simplest. Now that said, Joel is not calling eleven and no, one. No, no, no. But we're a long way away from. In that. fact, it'd be like eight and four yeah. or seven and five if yeah. you made me call yeah. it. But yeah. we'll worry about that later, though. Yeah, we'll get there. John Jeffrey Nelson wants to know what's the most impressive part of Jaden Wally's game to you. Um, gosh, I mean, just I think kind of consistency. He he's become Mister Consistent as a f- true freshman. And I don't recall, I think maybe I remember one drop. He had a drop against LSU. I remember that. But, I mean, that's his first ever college football game, so. Oh, okay, know. well, that wasn't even the one I was thinking about. I can't even remember the game. I said, but it was home, a home game, so it wasn't that one. So, But he's been really darn consistent. And anybody that gets four straight games of 100 yards receiving, mm-hmm. um, you're doing something right. So, I – I'm not, I guess, football savvy enough to sit here and tell you, is he just running his routes you know, more precise than anyone else on the field? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I do know that production-wise, he, he has just become State's Mr. Consistency, and you can just bank on him every game to uh, to help you get closer to a win. My, 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 my answer is he's, he's just deceptively fast. It doesn't really look like he's running sometimes, and then he, he's just ahead of the guy. So, I mean, that and he's just – you think about remember the Arkansas game where he fumbled that punt. He, I mean, a lot of remember. Think about Jamal Graham. That he fumbled a punt and it lingered for them the rest of his college career. Jaden Wally shook it off. So there's some mental toughness there that's impressive as well. What's a food you like that other people don't? Ooh, that's tough. Um, not that it's my favorite or anything, but um, I'm not a Viney sausage is okay with me. Oh God. Yeah. You picked a good one. I, <laughs> I mean, maybe the smell of those. Is like well. growing up, um, not that I went hunting a ton or anything, but there were days where like I went hunting with one of my friends a couple times, and like for lunch that day, we just took like, a can of Annie's and some crackers. Oh my god, no! Like, sushi was okay. gonna be my answer. Jeez, uh, yeah, I don't want any sushi. I know you don't. Uh, what do you expect the Michigan's defense to look like next year? Was Zach Arnett leading the charge? Uh, they should be pretty good. They bring back almost everybody. I mean, I guess the the three big losses are, you know, Errol, Kobe, and Marquise, assuming that they don't come back, and they could. They mm-hmm. hadn't made any announcement any direction. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think Marquise is back for sure. I think well, that, I, I don't even think... if he was going to come back, I think that injury probably is like, nah, I need to start going. Yeah. Kobe, I mean, Kobe Jones the same way. And then Errol's just an interesting dude. I don't I think, think he's, he's gone. I don't think he's back. I don't think he is either. But the door's more open for him than it is for almost anybody else, I feel. Of the guys I, I don't expect back. My thing is, like, for all these guys, for Errol, for Kobe, 
Marquise, what can they do next year right. to improve their stock? Right, nothing. And, and, and in my mind, I just don't think they can coming back improves their stock high enough. Right, and, I agree. And, and so I go agree. ahead and start getting paid. It's in my mind, but hey, we'll see what they decide. Yeah. Uh, Adam Tummy, Tummy, or Toomey, I'm sorry. Uh, if it's not too late, what does state play? If state plays in the bowl game and almost drops out of theirs, who would have momentum? Well, state would need to win, uh, I would think. But that said, yeah, Ole Miss talking about opting out of the bowl game. Look, I'm not trying to trivialize their problems up there, but you, you, they they got out of the A and M game when they probably had the same amount of players state took to Oxford. Then they go to LSU and they lose. And now they're talking about opting out of the bowl game. If State finishes winning two its final two games, I mean, when you look at the Egg Bowl and you think that Ole Miss played with basically you know their full squad, and State did not, and they still lost, only lost by seven. Anybody who wrote an article, <laughs> I love you, Tyler. Uh, but you know, it, there's not a lot of difference between the, there's not a whole lot of difference between these two programs right now. All right, no. And I, I I'll tell you this. Tell me if you, if you think I'm wrong. I have a lot more confidence in Mike Leach to fix the offense of Mississippi State than I do in Lane Kiffin to fix the defense at Ole Miss. That's a very, very fair take to have. You know, why, why, why would I think Kiffin is going to get that defense going? Now, that said, he recruited, he recruited what, three JUCO off defensive linemen? Good job. That's exactly what you needed to do. But they got to deliver. Yeah. You know? Hey, I, while we're on bowl games here, mm-hmm. if for some reason, and, and look, again, we think that the Armed Forces Bowl is going to happen, but mm-hmm. if for some reason in the next 24 hours it gets called off, mm-hmm. State still get to claim the bowl streak? 11, you have to play it to claim it? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Is it like the Pro Bowl? You can say you're a Pro Bowler if you didn't play in it? Yeah. I don't know. Do you see the the, the Florida swag bag for the uh, their bowl game? Uh-uh. Yeah, normally the swag bag is like watches and yeah. clothes, and sometimes you get like a PS Five or something. It was all like hand sanitizer, <laughs> a face mask or something, like a like a one of those thermometers you put point towards your head, uh, <laughs> all this other stuff. I was like, wow, what a weird year. <laughs> Dalton Lee wants our New Year's resolution. I can tell you mine. Mm-hmm. I've never had this. Mm. It is to get back into a workout routine. There you go. Because since March, look for. Since I was 16 years old, I've had a, a workout routine of some kind. Um, I guess you could go back further than that because playing baseball in high school, they kind of somewhat gave you a weightlifting time and things. Right. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, since March, since this pandemic started, the kids were with me all the time. So the gym kind of went out the window. Then I started the gig with SI, which meant I had to kind of ramp up my production a little bit, to be honest. And um and then we had a third kid, you know, in September, and I kind of got back into a running groove there for a little while, but then the third kid came, and that got wiped out. So anyway, for the last nine months, for the first time in about two decades, uh, I hadn't had a workout routine. And so come come January 1, old Joel's got to, got to firm up a little bit. <laughs> well, let's hope that works out for you. <laughs> I, I don't do New Year's resolutions because they, they never, I never keep them. So we're going to try to stick to that. Uh, last question, and you'll enjoy it. It's college baseball. Some Darren Abernathy wants some breakout stars for the Diamond Dogs uh, next year. Ah, uh, breakout star. Does Cameron James count? I mean, we got to see a little bit of him, but I think we 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 were barely scratching the I'll surface count him. there. 
I'll count him. And then Kellum Clark. Kellum Clark's the easy answer here, like yeah. for newcomer. And then, um, just because he's probably going to get the opportunity. I mean, what we didn't see that. I don't think we saw Christian McLeod's ceiling, or Bednar, or Sarantola. I certainly didn't see Sarantola's. I mean, you got those three guys. I think I don't know if you can qualify McLeod as like breakout star though, because he's a he's an All American now. For goodness' sake, like, well, I, I yeah, but based off of what? Off of four starts? Yeah. I mean, you know, but I mean, he looked and, good. Don't get me wrong. Now though, you're counting on him to do that. Yeah. So you're not. That's not really breaking out. I don't. Yeah, guess I mean, I guess you're right. They got to find a closer. Is Landon Sims that guy? I mean, he could be, but I know back during the fall, I, we need yeah. whether it's on this podcast or whether it's me for uh, the website. I, I need to get up with Lamonis and here, here in the next Let's week make or that two happen, and, and try and talk See to him because, like Landon Sims, was a guy they were looking at in the fall as a possible swing guy that could start some games. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know what what they they're ultimately going to decide with him. All right. Well, we'll um, let's work. Let's 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 expedite that and see if we can get him in the next couple of weeks. Well, let's do it. Let's do it then. All right. Tomorrow's show we'll be previewing Mississippi State versus Tulsa. Three P's. The last one of 2020. Uh, the last one of this regular se- of this this entire season. Uh, got a got a request into getting an interview. Don't know if it's going to happen yet. We'll see if if we can get them on. If not, just be me and Joel, and we'll put it together for you. Also, uh, if you're up early. Uh, it's not too early, I guess, but 8.37 a.m. I will be on Gallo in the morning. 8.37, yeah. not 8.30. 8.37 is when that segment starts. <laughs> uh, our segments start 06, 20, 37, 53. I've learned that. Um, but that said, that's I'll why be on. when I tune into Super Talk or a Sports Talk at 3 o'clock, it's, I have to wait six minutes, huh? You get Stephen Gagliano. Yeah. News Mississippi. Uh, so I'll be on. We'll be talking about the transition of power between Biden and Trump. Voter fraud? No, not talking about any of those things. <laughs> We're talking about the ball game. Uh, so I'll be on uh, 8.37 a.m. And then I'm back on Sports Talk Mississippi today. Me and Michael Borky, the last two shows of 2020, we will wrap up this year. Uh, my guess is on, I guess on Thursday show, I may be a few minutes late because I'm going to watch the end of the game. Uh, 11 a.m. kick. Oh, it'll be over. This is two teams like to throw the ball. I think every state game. I was looking at time time of game earlier. I think every state game this year has been under four hours. So you'll be done by three. We should be, but we'll see. If I'm if I'm if I'm a few minutes late. If you do the post game press conference, though, you may be. I'm not doing post game press. I'll just come right on over here. Guys, have a great uh, Wednesday. Back with you on Thursday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.